Hey. Yeah. It's, uh, hey. it's a pra- it's um Hey Jill. Hi Heath. Hey, what's up? Hey, hello listeners. Uh it's the Praise Down. Um So, yeah, yeah Alex is in hell. It's it's uh it's I guess um uh we were visited by a demon last time. Mm-hmm. Um I I've got to I've got to admit that I was the first that I was I'd be that I'll, I'll be the first to admit I didn't take it seriously, you know? Yeah, yeah, I I didn't either. Yeah. I mean, I mean someone walks in, he just poof out of nowhere, says he's a demon. I mean, you can't just believe those guys. Yeah. Anyone they uh, can say that. Yeah, demons love to lie. That's what um That's literally what he told us. Which I'm, he told us that maybe does he is he lying? Do they love not lying? I, this is one of those um one my, this this demon only tells the truth. This one only tells the lies. But which one was he? There weren't two demons. Um I I want to assure you cuz I'm sure you miss Alex pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Um I want to assure myself and I want to assure the listeners that we um we do deeply miss Alex and we did deeply listen to the episodes and that's why we've been Mm-hmm. We've been doing a lot of hard work here, uh, yeah. trying to figure out how to. Um, Alex has sort of uh, requested immediate evac from hell, and we are gonna we're gonna help him. And and we've you were talking about something you found, right? Yeah, I found. I, f- I know sometimes they can be kind of sketchy, but I did find a WikiHow article on how to get someone out of hell. It's no way. How to escape the condemnation of hell with the Bible. There mm-hmm. that add information's just on WikiHow? I mean, it's got 69% votes. That has to be good. Yeah. That is uh That's nice. That's above 50%. Yeah. And a sex number. Um w- what's going on in there? What can help us? Well, okay. I guess we'll just go through the steps and then we can see if it's worth sending to Alex. Sure, sure, sure. So, number 1, obey the 10 commandments. Exodus chapter 20. Does he obey those? I don't know what they are. Uh, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. That's one. Thou shalt mm -hmm. not mm, covet thy wife. Thy wife. Thou shalt not kill. Alex doesn't kill. No. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so we're 0 for 3 so far. Yeah, there's only uh, 7 more to go. Thou shalt not take the Lord's name in vain. Mm. Uh, Let's come back to this one. Okay, yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, number 2. Uh, pray constantly so that you won't fall into temptation. Oh, man, he can't do the announcements if he's got to pray constantly. That's true. What if he makes the announcements into prayers? Like, uh, Lord bless... Uh, the Paseo Plunge for letting us host the open mic every week. Yeah? Hello, God. Are you there? It's me, Heath. Uh, I I hope to do good on a stand-up show that's coming up. Mm-hmm. And I good hope and I, and I pray with all of my heart that my friends and my fans show up to it. That sounds like we... That sounds like it could work. Yeah. I th- okay. Okay. Keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah cool. All right. Uh, three. Avoid committing the unforgivable sin. Uh, what, what's that? Therefore, I tell you, every sin and blasphemy will be forgiven men, but the blasphemy against the spirit will not be forgiven. And whoever says a word against the son of man will be forgiven. But whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. 
either in this age or in the age to come. Bad news. We, I think we're going there, right? Yeah, but we're not there right now. Okay. Which is yes, perfect, 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 perfect. The point. Um, like, <sighs> live in the moment. I mean, yeah. Satan's been on the podcast. Yeah. We're we we yeah. That's that's is that blaspheme? I think it's just networking. Let's keep going. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Uh, follow the Beatitudes as taught by our Lord Jesus Christ. Alex loves he's B. Got a, he's got a B attitude, a bad attitude. <laughs> Let's keep going. Oh, man. This is looking bad. Yeah, it's not looking great. Um, number five is always forgive the offenses committed against you by the people so that God may forgive you or your or for your offenses against him. So just be cool. Alex is pretty cool. Yeah. Does Alex see he, he, he forgive? Um he um he ever he didn't forgive Carmen for yo kids. No. I feel like that was his big uh big test, his big spiritual test on earth to maybe forgive Carmen for yo kids. Yeah. And he failed that miserably. If you recall, he did uh he did he did wish cancer back on him for it. I don't know how hard how much harder you can not forgive someone. Yeah, I don't I, I don't know how much harder you can doink it on your big <laughs> spiritual test on earth. Heath, I don't know what to tell you. Um there are nine more steps in this process. We gotta go. We gotta figure out what we're gonna do. Okay. All right, we're gonna get it we're gonna figure out one. Okay. Avoid hypocrisy when choosing to follow the ways of the Lord. It seems like it could it could match. Yeah. What's the next one? Because I, because that that seems like kind of a kind of a true nooch for Alex. That does, yeah, because yeah, he's not super hypocritical. I don't see him like that. Yeah, he's critical, but not super. But it's a review show, so he's not hyper. Uh, help all those in need as though you are helping Christ Himself. He's helping someone every week on this podcast. Me, be you. good at it. Yep, <laughs> just like Jesus would. Are you can, are you referring to yourself as Christ in this metaphor? No, no, no. As you would no. help Christ himself? Oh, no. I was thinking Alex is like my personal podcast uh Jesus. Service doc. Uh we're blaspheming on the show. Oh, we're going to hell. Number 8. We could not not to I I want to hear the rest of this article, but we uh can you can you uh you you can't take possessions to heaven that's kind of the point because it's a sort of like socialist utopia but can you take your stuff to hell because we could uh go to like a police and military surplus and um just doom our way out of hell and yeah just let's get some master chief body armor mm -hmm. for one pair for each of us a uh guns and ammo mm -hmm. can you shoot demons with they did it in Doom. It happened. Yeah. Um, that's that's nuclear. We'll we'll leave that. We'll put a pin in that one because I don't want to go to hell. To, not if not if we have to. Well, that's because we don't know how to get out. That'd be uh, be stupid. Yeah, that'd be so stupid. Yeah, like getting there's the easy part, right? Yeah, it's the getting out. That's kind of the point of what we're trying to do with Alex. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Eight. Be baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Was Alex baptized? I I'm pretty sure he was. He grew up in the church. Can we fight this in court? Probably bring his dad in. We'll see. Just, Number nine. Okay. Okay. Bless the Virgin Mary for the God 
or for God the Father has chosen her to be the mother of his only son. So just like, hey, good job, Mary. Hey. Just shouts out. Just, just yeah. Um, just a lot of uh, hand motions. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Just um, thank you, Mary. Well, I mean, if that one doesn't work, it's kind of a low stakes one. Yeah. Like, there's not a pretty easy one to yeah, take off. There's not exactly a ton writing on him just doing the, uh, doing the holy hands. That's true. Just to see if it works. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that could work. Uh, number 10, look upon a cross, crucifix, or even the picture of our Lord's passion to see the price he paid for you. That's just a picture. We can just send that to him. We can just, hey, okay, so mm -hmm. do the hands. Put a picture mm -hmm. on the flash drive of the episode. Whoa. That's a good idea. Yeah. Hmm. Um, well, if we're going to do that, why well, don't we just send him all these tips? I don't. I don't know how much time he has to peruse a wiki bra article, browse and post. That's, yeah, that's fair. We might want to keep it tight for him. What's what, what have we got there next to cracker? Uh, yeah, we got a uh, eat the flesh of the son of God and drink his blood. That sounds like what Satan wants to do. Yeah, but like in a cool way and like the snacks kind of way, you know, bread and bread and wine. Oh, in the oh, last okay, supper okay, kind of okay. way. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so like, don't actually do it, but yeah. like. But, Do like, if you can find some bread and wine down there, choice, you know? Mm-hmm. Just um, him and my mom. Any, I, I've not heard any Bible verses about there being bread and wine in hell. Because those sound... Doesn't mean there's not any. You don't know. Are there tasty treats in hell, or is it just, like... Is it just gross treats? Yeah, is it, like, eyeballs, and does the devil go, here, have some grapes, and you we eat could, one, and... We could ask Kretschmer next time he comes by. Good point. Okay, yeah, I'll I'll keep that I'll keep that one in the tank for when he shows up today. We'll see if he has an FAQ on hell questions. Number twelve: As our Lord was dying on the cross, he gave over his blessed mother to be the mother of his apostle John. I don't know. Oh, Is that a therefore step? we should make Mary as our mother too? That was kind of the last like a few tips ago about Mary. If Alex could get a new mom, I think he would have by yeah. now. Oh, that's fair. I don't know how much he's going to like that one. No. You thought yeah, about getting a new mom? <laughs> Confess your sins to the priest so they may be forgiven by God. Oh, that. What priests are in hell? Well. A lot. Yeah. I don't know if they're accredited anymore. But like. Do they. Yeah. Do they lose their ability to practice? They like in, lose in that hell? connection to God. I don't know. Like. Do their union do. Does their union membership expire eventually? Are there unions in hell? Uh, well, if you ask my mom, there are, but mm -hmm. I don't think there are. Okay. Uh, okay. So maybe like find out, find a priest in hell and kind of hit him up. Yeah. Maybe? Like find like, a cool one. Like, uh, like he's gotta be, you know, like he can't be one of those priests. Oh, I see. So we gotta, we gotta be careful with our priest selection. Yeah. Like, Okay. 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 Um, yeah. Be, yeah. Because we, we all know like maybe the number one reason a priest would go to hell Yeah. and that one's not great, but is there sort of like a, are, can priests go to hell on like a sort of like one that's more like a technicality than a big, big ass sin? Maybe. What about that one Pope that abdicated like immediately? Do you think? Man, maybe. I don't know. He like was given the papacy and then immediately made a rule that he could abdicate and then he abdicated. That's that's baller. I hope he's not in heaven. Maybe he's in medium land. Who's oh, to say? Okay, so we'll find that pope find also. Find that pope. All right, and the uh, last one, which I hope he's just 
really crushing in hell right now mm-hmm. is uh, avoid the sin of fornication. So you're hoping he's crushing, not crushing. Yeah. I mean, personally, I mean, Hey, look, me too. Yeah. Um, I also, I also somehow get the impression that it may not be allowed. So maybe we don't have to worry about that one, but you might, you might want to put, um, don't smash in hell on a, maybe a RTF yeah. on the flash drive too. Just like a bullet point list of kind of like Mary don't smash, uh, Find a priest. Holy water? Question mark. Find a priest that's not like a in hell for a great for a Find great a cool reason. Find a cool priest. Yeah. Beatitudes? Question mark. Pray. And pray constantly. Pray all the time, and we'll we'll get you out of there. That's the end of the list. This was a this was not a great list. Yeah. Um. Hopefully, we'll come up with some better ideas. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Hello, it's me, Kretschmer again. Oh, it's Kretschmer. Oh, okay, hi, Kretschmer. Oh. How did you not? I'm the. Am I not the only demon you know? No, no, it's fine. No, no, um, it's fine. No, I. Uh, I just. I was scared to get your name wrong. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and now it just kind of sounds like I'm not happy to see you, which uh-huh. I. I don't think I am still. Mm. But them's the breaks, you know, you're you probably I'm sure get, you get this a lot. You probably get this a lot. Now, um, Kretschmer, we we need we have, we have a few questions that we need answered. Uh, that's not. What are they? OK, great. Um, any priests in hell? I mean, a, that's not a, really my... a, like a debate on the show. And we just wanted to intake isn't really my department okay but like you're there like have you seen any i haven't seen any but who knows Mm. do you okay maybe maybe the second question will help help me answer the first question you get you don't get to take stuff to heaven like that's kind of the point right you can't take it with you (laughs) yeah um okay you got a good laugh um thank you Can you Yours ta- sounded fake. <laughs> Is that your real laugh? Yes. <laughs> can can you Kretschmer, can you take stuff to hell? No. That's why you don't know if there's a priest because they don't have um only I can take stuff to hell, which is how I'm able to transport this flash drive, which is the reason I'm here. Can I please have the flash drive? I have stuff to do. Yeah, uh we yeah, we'll give you we'll give you the flash drive. Um Jill, is the flash drive is it ready? Why are you winking? No. No. That's not a reason. I said, why are you winking? No, I'm not. I saw it. That's a cop thing. That's a cop thing to do. To just ask why you're doing the thing you're accusing somebody of. You can just accuse people of doing things, Kretschmer. I'm from hell. Uh-huh. The institution in charge of punishing people... For crimes and sins, Hmm. which makes me, as a demon, a cop. Stop. Demons are not. Demons aren't cops. Demons aren't spirit cops. All right. I'm just saying, don't get mad at me for doing something that comes naturally. You were winking. Why? You're doing it again. Can I please have the flash drive? 
Yeah, if sure. You, if you must know, I was half blinking. It's a condition of mine to do them one at a time. Mm, I believe that. You right. seem like that kind of guy. Perfect. Yeah, thank you. I get that a lot because it's true. Okay, so the flash drive is ready. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, before I go, actually, Alex asked me to see if you two would do the announcements. He doesn't want to because he's being tortured in hell oh, and he, the sound is bad oh, on the microphone that he, he uses. How convenient for him. Mm. He doesn't want to because he's being tortured, tortured in hell, in hell he's, and the sound is bad. He's still editing. The, would He would prefer it if one of you two would edit as well. No, no, he wants to. No, no. I, it's... Um, seems hard and who cares, you know, uh, you should be into this because this might, this is Alex torture for you. That's very true, but I'm, Hey, be cool. I don't think we want more Alex torture. Okay. Editing a podcast isn't torture. I just don't want to do it. Well, he, I guess it would give him something to do while he's down there, uh, sort of take his mind off things. Cause I'm not, you know, while I can get him a laptop, I can't, and I can get the guards to look the other way. Can't get them to stop torturing him. They love it too much. Sure. And, yeah, that's uh, their job. yeah, yeah. Too many raised eyebrows. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tell Alex, um, tell Alex you're welcome, uh, for, uh, for letting us edit the episode. You're going to edit the episode. No. Tell Alex you're welcome for us letting him edit the edit the show. Yeah, this is really a blessing on him. I will Remi relay that. Reminds him of home. Uh-huh. In the meantime, uh we hope he's having a good time down there. And uh, there's you, certainly He's absolutely is not. Well, that's hell right. for you, right, folks? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to get going. Uh, Alex, he has a message for you that he will record on the flash drive before he puts it up. <laughs> great, great, perfect. Um, I will listen to it when I listen to the episode. Can't wait to uh, hear the words of hope from my best buddy, Alex. Yep. On the episode. Love my life. That I'll listen to, damn it. Mm. Love you it. don't have to convince me that you're listening. I don't care whether or not you're listening to the episodes. Oh. It brings me pleasure to tell him that you obviously are not. But what if we are? You don't know. I just looked in both of your eyes and I can tell that you haven't. Demons can't do that. Yes, we can. Demons We're basically cops. Hey! I want to... Are angels lawyers? Are they? Are they spirit lawyers? No. No angel's ever been a lawyer. Uh, angels are more like, mm, firemen. Oh, makes sense. So like, mm, true neutral on the scale. Right. Who's, who's the spirit lawyers? Genies. They have That's to true. be. Lots of loopholes. Right. It deals with a lot of loopholes, a lot of exactness and precision of language with regard to the granting of wishes. Yeah. A lot of word, word twisting. And because they have that expertise, they are brought in on any legal matters uh, between spiritual entities. 
Well, Crutchman, that makes a ton of sense. Um, it was cool hanging out. Uh, I, oh, I, I'm going to go now. Thank oh, you so much. Okay. I have the flash drive. Okay. Have a great whatever. I'll see you next week. All right. Hey, guys. Alex here again. Um, still being tortured in hell. Uh, that hasn't changed. Um, <clears throat> but I guess I got to do the announcements since Heath and Jill don't want to. Um, this is going to be a special holiday megasode of the praise down. It's going to be a little longer than normal. Um, but you know, I think you're worth it. Also in this episode, you're going to hear me disappear and be replaced by another guy. And the other hosts don't even care. They're being really bad friends right now. And I'm not sure why. And I'm mad at them about it. Anyway, Alan Strickland Williams has a show on January 23rd at Opolis at 8 PM. And Heath Huffman is opening for him. Um, that's the only real one that's out of the ordinary. As always, public access Sunday nights at 7 at the Paseo Plunge. Uh, rate, review, and subscribe. That really helps our numbers. Blah, 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 blah. Anyway, enjoy the last recording of my voice before being condemned to eternal torture. Praise down. Praise. Praise down. Praise down. It's the Praise Down, the number one Christian music review show that is sweet, honest, and firm. And that isn't led by, uh, that's, well, that's led by two non-Christian it's boys. It's a secular podcast about Christian music. It's a Christian, it's a Christian podcast about Christian music. Uh-huh. It's, uh, I'm Heath Huffman. I'm the co, I'm a co-hostess. Uh-huh. I'm <laughs> Who I'm Alex Sanchez. I'm also your co-hostess. Your cuckoo co-host uh-huh. over there. And with us today is uh, a musician friend of ours. He performed on the main stage at Norman Music Festival this mm-hmm. year. He runs the open mic at the Deli in Norman every first Wednesday of the month. And he runs a little something called Make Oklahoma Weirder, which we will learn about very soon. It's Jarvix. Welcome back, Jarvix. Hi. Hi. Hello. I did it. You um, did. I, I showed up. Again. You showed up yeah. again, and we're so glad. Your yeah. first episode was wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, One of the greats, an all timer. We um, we I, I get the most um, positive feedback about your episode from friends specifically. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah, just something I thought you might want to know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I did listen back to uh, the actual mute math episode that you had, mm-hmm. which was sort of the sequel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, by a different director. You know. Yeah. Yeah. A, a spiritual but, sequel, but mm-hmm. as good. You know. Oh like yeah, alien mm-hmm. aliens style. Oh yeah, yeah. Different vibes, similar levels of being good. Yeah, um, S- similar that, goodness levels. Mm-hmm. That episode means a lot to me. Good, because that was that was the Molly episode, Molly Divine. Yeah, and she recounted our trip to Dallas together. Yeah, yeah. How, how was and that? It was nice, but it was, I don't know, it was that that feeling of hearing people talk about you, but you actually get to hear it. Yeah. And it's like, wow, people think nice things about me. Yeah. That's really nice. Oh, people talk behind my back positively. But it's positively, good. Yeah. 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 So like, 
Yeah. That's a fun, that's a fun perk of knowing people who do podcasts and mm-hmm. doing podcasts. You get talked about behind your back. <laughs> and then you get to hear it. Positively. Right. Yeah. Um, so Jarvix, can you tell us a little bit about what make Oklahoma weirder is like how it started, what sure. it's become? Hey, yeah. Yeah. Make Oklahoma weirders new, uh, is kind of my new thing. Um, so I, I've been in the music community here in Oklahoma City and Oklahoma uh, for probably just five years now. But uh, it's it kind of means a lot to me. kind of gave me a place I didn't know I could have. And it it's uh, I want to help that grow and to help other people find that sort of sense of community. And so uh, whenever I started coming out with merch a couple of years ago, I came up with Make Oklahoma Weirder as like a personal slogan. But then um, I started selling T-shirts to people I didn't know who didn't know anything about my music. They just really liked the the sentiment. And mm. so I was like, okay, this is uh, – I mean, the gist of it is uh, – I mean, I – in addition to, like, you know, kind of being an outsider musician in a lot of ways who sort of found an odd sense of acceptance without actually knowing a lot of movers and shakers. It's strange. But um, I just – I don't know. I, I see a lot of music that happens and a lot of art that happens that I feel like kind of gets, you know, a a little swept aside just because it's doesn't fit into kind of this nice stereotypical Oklahoma, you know, mold. And so Mm -hmm. I would, I I strive to make Oklahoma weirder such that, you know, uh, in particular the music community, because that's where I come from, you know? And so I, I do a lot of, I've, I've been doing album reviews and interviews and stuff for a few years just as a way of trying to, you know, get more people out there and help amplify what's happening um, in a way that's, you know, just not the same old thing. And it's sort of turned into my, my, my thing. Um, I mean, not like a living or anything, but like my passion project of sorts. Mm-hmm. So like I have a website now, it's makeoklomaweirder.com, uh, where you can read all my old album reviews and interviews and all that stuff. But now it's kind of a multimedia thing. I've started messing with uh, video. So mm. I've done some video content and uh, I've got a podcast in the works Cool. that uh, I'm not going to say too much about, but uh, it will be on a prominent network most likely. Ooh. Um, so you getting that earwolf money? Well, I don't think I'm getting anything for it, but Gimlet. it's, it's uh, it will, it will put, uh, you know, artists in front of ears that probably might not otherwise, okay. you know, know about things. So cool. that's, that's kind of the exciting. deal is just me covering music and trying to, you know, be open-minded and listen to all genres. I mean, I've mm-hmm. met so many people that I never thought I would ever meet, you that's know, awesome. a lot of hip hop people know me and there's some metal people who know me. Hell yeah. It's, it's kind of weird. Like metal Mario and <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> that guy's <is> heavy. <laughs> Sorry. Uh heavy metal Mario. Me- That's good. Now metal Ma- now heavy metal Mario. <laughs> now we're talking. He maybe he when he like hits a, a chord on his guitar, a fireball pops out. Yeah. To hit the turtles and mm-hmm. mushrooms. I like that. Yeah. Maybe he's wearing a wig. Not sure. We'll That's... revisit this later. 
Somebody should. Scott Mario, maybe he plays a, <laughs> a saxophone and a fireball pops out, hits the mushrooms and turtles. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Uh, Calypso Mario, uh-huh. he sort of uh, hits a steel drum and uh-huh. fireballs come out. What does it do? It fireballs come out. Okay, that's pretty good. Yeah. Lots of fireballs. Mm-hmm. Reggae Mario just makes everyone just like lay down and yeah. do anything. Gets all the mushrooms and turtles real high. It's like the. <laughs> It's like a Jigglypuff kind of situation. That's yeah, and if he and if yeah, in like in Smash Bros, if you like make him hit a bass solo when you're mm-hmm. in somebody else's hitbox, it like does tons of damage. <laughs> uh, now that did Jarvix make me think of Reggae Jigglypuff. I eat it up. Mm, I love num, thinking num, about num, that. Num, 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 num. Mm, tasty riff. Tasty uh, riff. Uh, listeners, if you want to draw us a reggae jigglypuff, uh, I would really love that. Yeah, I would also love that. I'm going to co-sign on loving that. Yeah, yeah. So, Jarvix. <laughs> <laughs> what is the most exciting, what is the most personally exciting development or prospect that you could tell us about with Make Oklahoma Weirder? Hmm. Well, it's still kind of new under that name. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, honestly, uh, just the fact that people care about what I think is kind of surprising that yeah. I actually, cause I mean, I try to be really supportive, but I don't try to, you know, just tell everybody that they're doing a good job cause that doesn't do anything for anybody. Yeah. It's not, there's helpful. enough people mm-hmm. doing that. And like, I'm trying to also like help people be better and help people to understand other perspectives on their music and. Um, just, I think I've, I've actually seen where my words have actually impacted people. That's that and, rules into, you know, doing things differently perhaps. Yeah. And that's, that's pretty amazing to me. It's extremely lovely. Yeah. It's really nice to, to know that, <laughs> to know that you're not just shouting into the void Yeah, sometimes is kind of all it's yeah kind of all it takes to make you feel like the thing you're doing is worth it. Do y'all feel like talking the walk? Yeah, let's talk the walk. Talk the walk. Mm-hmm. Jarvix, how's your walk been since we last talked to you? It's been all right. Any any new developments? Any nude developments? Uh, nude developments? No. Okay. Um, but nude uh developments. Uh huh. Wait, what? No. <laughs> um. Well, there there kind of is, but I don't really want to talk about it. So this that is, is allowed. Super <laughs> yeah. Um, we haven't mentioned at all that this may be a Christmas episode. Yeah. This is Jarvix. We did have you on specifically to do a Christmas episode yeah. uh, at your request and at your behest. Yes. Um, right. Correct. Yeah. Uh, I just thought you hadn't done a Christmas episode yet. True. I had mm-hmm. an album in mind and I thought it would be fun. Um, and in the spirit of the holidays and the positivity that they should be mm-hmm. and could be, um, my my recent development is that I found the Church of Euthanasia. Okay. So, so I probably oh. shouldn't talk about that on Christmas. <laughs> mm, I do want to hear about it, though. Hear about it, though. It's, I mean, it's not really a thing. It's It's a thing, but it's like... It's kind of the way that like pastafarianism is a thing. Okay, I like, got gotcha. you. It's, it's like an ironic religion. Okay. Um but it's yeah, there's a 
a church of euthanasia that um like their belief is like you know all all humans should die <laughs> <laughs> love it sign me up yeah, their, their tagline is human extinction now oh this sounds is this a that rule they have a robot pope Ooh, is it a robot pope <laughs> i don't it's not that organized it's so we've still got time to get in on the ground floor sure. and become robot pope <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> we gotta become robots first. <sighs> That's the easy part. The hard part's gonna be getting the whole council together to get us to be Pope. <laughs> the Robo Council. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, when <laughs> when there's black vape coming out of their <laughs> Robo Council, they've chosen a new Robo Pope. <laughs> so, is there anything? I guess more to it than that or is it just you kind know, of is I've, it a, a joke I've religion into it and i just i mean i i think it's a fun concept like i mean i mean you're not gonna <laughs> get any arguments from me pal right i just it's you know of all the different you know jokey kind of religions that there are i'm like well this one i'm kind of okay with yeah it's the funniest <laughs> one i think it's i mean it's like you know the yeah uh, as far as I can tell, I mean, it's just like somebody came up with the idea in the 80s and there's like a website that has some information, but it's it doesn't really seem to be like an organized religion in any way. That's messed up. There is there is a, a Norman Church of Euthanasia, though. Wow. It's just a Facebook page. Mm, they don't like <laughs> meet on Sundays. See, that's what no, I want. See that? Yeah. Not to my knowledge. That's what I mean. Is like it's not. It doesn't really seem to be a church. It's more just a belief. That's messed up. That can't go there on a Sunday morning. And there's like a breakfast. <laughs> well, here's the thing, though. Yeah, what if? Hey. What if everyone who's a part of the actual church is so devout that they Whoa. Have, have died? <laughs> oh, oh yeah. They kind of popped it off a little bit too early. Oh, they thought man. they were perhaps a little bit more popular than they thought. And they said, <laughs> okay, time to, time to pull the lever. Okay. Here's, he, here's like my, oh. <laughs> here's my pitch for church of euthanasia pastor. Okay. They're all video sermons because he recorded them all in like three days and then died. <laughs> So everybody knows this guy knows what he's talking about because he fucking walked the walk <laughs> off the dang gangplank, uh, and uh, and then now he's doing all these sermons. Powerful. And then sometimes he'd start it with, "Wow, I'm I'm seeing a lot more people in here than last week. That's good, but it's also bad. There should be fewer." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> so is that the only, that's sort of the only spiritual, uh, Jarvix, what's your relationship with Christmas? My relationship with Christmas. Jarvix brought up his own soundboard and it's a Christmas soundboard. Oh, yes. Jarvix, thank you so much for yes. uh, being on the podcast. <laughs> I I knew we'd be ho 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 in here on the phrase down, but not not in a festive sort of way. We're always ho in here on the phrase down. <laughs> so the question was about Christmas. Yeah, what's your relationship with it? Well, I grew up with it. Sure. Um, 
Yeah, we still like have it? it. Did you like it growing up? Yeah, it was nice. Okay. It was nice. It was, you know, uh, pretty pretty stereotypical, honestly. Okay. Uh, when I was a kid, we actually had a fireplace. Nice. Next to the Christmas tree. And, you know, we did the Santa thing and the presents thing. And yeah. It was it was nice. Um I have some vivid memories of like spending a lot of time on Christmas Day just by myself playing the video game that I got. Hell yeah. <laughs> My oh. brother and I played Super Smash Brothers Melee yeah, like, yeah, baby. Baby. all day. <laughs> like yeah, twelve baby. hours straight. That owns. That's so good. Yeah. So I got one for that. Some of my, uh, that's unwrapping a present. Okay. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was, was that the most memorable Christmas gift you remember receiving? You know, there's, I mean, there's a few, uh, probably my first CD player. Oh yeah. That oh, was a big one. Mm. That was a big one. I was my first CD player. My first ever uh, music album, which was, uh, welcome to the Freak Show, which is the live DC Talk album. Yes, <laughs> yes, uh, yes. And it opened with uh, the Beatles cover. Fuck, <laughs> you gotta be. Jarvix, <laughs> <laughs> no, it did not. What? DC Talk did not cover the Beatles. I, Don't say that. I mean, you can pull it up. I'm sure. You gotta be. Which fucking what? kidding me? Hey, which one did they cover? <laughs> Uh, help. No. And then it it went from help into so help me God, which uh, is one of theirs. Yeah. Yeah. Mm hmm. Uh, Jesus Freak was. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't have a I don't have a first CD because I have two. Uh, Newsboys. It was uh, uh the one with uh, Love, Liberty, Disco on it. Yeah, you know, mm. that's so good. That's my favorite one. And Jesus Freak. <laughs> my mom was like, you can have CDs. You want Newsboys or say, DC those Talk? those came out like two years apart or something. Yeah. Interesting. I was like, Mom, I want music. Yeah. And she goes, okay, you want Newsboys or DC Talk? <laughs> my first two. The two genders, you know? <laughs> um, and I got both of them. That's so nice. That's uh -huh. nice of her to get you both. Yeah. My first two albums, I can't remember which one was first, but I know they were very close to each other. I think, I think the first one ever might've been Sixpence None the Richer <laughs> <laughs> for the song Kiss Me, Yeah, uh, which I loved. That's good. And then the second one was the Bare Naked Ladies Stunt, <laughs> the one with one week on it. Uh, so here is... DC Talks cover of the song Help. Now, while we're listening to this, I do want to talk about how much I like the movie Help by the Beatles. I haven't seen it. It's very good. Is it a little racist? I'm, I haven't seen it in a long time, but yes, it is. Uh... This song's so hard to fuck up, is the thing. <laughs> yeah. I was about to say, it's it's pretty messed up how 
close it is. Yeah, I don't like that, actually. Ah, it's like pretty good. Shit. <laughs> Not enough bass. They need that bass. It they feels like they dropped it. Well, I think that's part of the lead into track two. Mm. Is it picks up, the drums kick in, and uh, anyway, yeah, that it's uh, that movie's really good. It's yeah. very funny. I'm gonna make Heath watch it this week. I've it, seen Hard Day's Night. A very yeah. I do like that one. I haven't seen that one. I've only seen Help, the one where they fight a cult. <laughs> A very specific struggle is when you grow up exclusively with Christian music and hear songs that are covers, but you have no yeah, idea. I had yeah. no idea. This was one of those. Yeah. Another one was Free Ride as covered by Audio Adrenaline. Um, you know, I thought that uh, It's Not Unusual by Tom Jones was a Five Iron Frenzy song for <laughs> maybe about a year. Mm, 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 mm. Love that. I'm trying to think of other ones. It's mostly Five Iron Frenzy ones. Um, Sweet Talking Woman thought that was a Five Iron Frenzy song. Mm. Um, I remember going to a Mardell one time uh, and they were playing, uh, you know, the Lost Lonely Boys Heaven song? Yes, I am intimately familiar with that song. Uh, well, a Christian band covered it in like almost the identical way. What? And um, they were playing that version of it. <sighs> Uh, a, white, a white band, probably. Well, no, they're called Salvador. Okay. Um, All right. I actually was a Salvador fan for a while. Um, I own the first four albums. Oh, hell yeah. Um, they got some good stuff. I mean, it's kind of some Santana stuff. Okay. Um, but uh, smooth. <laughs> smooth. Give me your heart. Make it real. Or else, <laughs> forget about it. When I was at Mardell, uh, I overheard somebody asking, what's this song? It's really great. And like the the person who worked there said, that's Salvador. It's called Heaven. No. And I was like, this song's really the Los Lonely Boys, but it was like, you know, you're in Mardell. Uh, but that's that's an instance where it was covered to the point of like almost there's no homage whatsoever. It came out like right when when it was out, like when the Los Lonely Boys song was out. Like they rushed and covered it and put it out. And it's, oh, it it's exactly like when Jump Five did "Proud to Be an American." <laughs> <laughs> they re-released their album. They released it like in two thousand, early two thousand one, and then they re-released it after nine eleven with "Proud to Be an American." On wow! It. Yeah, didn't know that. This is kind I of like I how I forgot about Jump Five. This is kind of how like how they did reshoots of Spider Man One. Yeah. To include way more American flag shots. And way fewer of the Twin Towers. <laughs> <laughs> exactly two fewer. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, that's been talking the Walk. And now a word <laughs> from our sponsors. We spent a lot of time on here talking about podcast supplements. Uh, sort of uh, chemicals and concoctions to help you up your podcast game. But what if you wanted to up your podcast game by downing another podcast game? Hey there, podcasters. Do you have enemies? Do you have podcast enemies? I know I do. I know I also do. And that's why we here at Praise Down Labs have developed the opposite of a podcasting supplement this time. Yep, we've developed podcast poison. 
Is there a better name for it? There's got to be. Um, uh, 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 Charisma Way. Charisma Way. We've developed a product called Charisma Way. Which, it, it's a poison. For podcasts. It's a podcast poison. We can't call it a poison. Um, the FDA will not like it. So what we've called it is a podcast challenge enhancer. Yeah. What you do, and this is for only for use on yourself. We want that. We want to make that very clear. This is only for use on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. FDA, this is for self-use only. So what you do is you take some of our podcast challenge enhancer, um, dip a blowgun dart into it, and um, shoot the blowgun dart into your own neck, and... uh, (laughs) Shoot the blowgun into your own neck. Yeah, sort of bend it Wiley Coyote style. Yeah, however, however you're going to get it done, um, and then you will find yourself having a very dry mouth. Your mouth will be very dry. You'll have beta throat, as yeah. we say here at the lab. Yeah. Uh, also, other other sort of effects of this podcast challenge enhancer, uh, aside from your mouth getting very dry, uh, your ears you'll you'll temporarily get slightly more deaf. So you'll yeah. be yelling. Your mouth will be dry and it'll be very difficult for you to not fixate on specific subjects. Yeah. For example, the First Amendment, the First Amendment, Um, the PC culture and why it's bad. Mm -hmm. SJWs, SJWs, um, that, that kind of thing. And we've honestly, we've found that uh, this podcast challenge enhancer does work. We gave it some to Joe Rogan, who used it on himself mm-hmm. about five years ago, and uh, it seems to be still seeping into his blood. So I remember we sort of went, hey, Joe, catch, and we blew the dart yeah. to him. And, and he said, wow, thank you. And he caught it and just allowed and moved it toward his neck in yeah. the sort of uh, same trajectory. Mm-hmm. And it sticks around in your bloodstream, you know, if I'm going to use Joe Rogan as a metric, about five years yeah. and counting. So if you really want to tank somebody's podcast quality, uh, that being somebody you, your, being your, your own, your own, if you want nobody else, if you want a worse podcast, if you want a worse podcast. If you think your podcast is maybe getting too good mm-hmm. and you don't want, you know, crowds of adoring fans and things like that, you can take some charisma away and uh, shoot it into your own neck and you won't have to worry about that anymore. Yeah. And when it finally wears off think of how good you'll be a podcast you'd be like piccolo taking the armor off Mm -hmm. you'll be training at two hundred thousand times gravity podcast wise (laughs) hi i'm jarvix with make oklahoma weirder host of the make oklahoma weirder podcast you may have not heard of the make oklahoma weirder podcast and that's because i have taken charisma way And the results have been astounding. My mouth was so dry I couldn't formulate any audible words. And I resorted to sign language. Is it a video podcast or is it just all audio? It's all audio. Oh, I see. I can't say see how this might be an issue. We have 15 episodes. <laughs> and it's all silence. With maybe just some... Ambient hand movement, ambient hands. Yeah. Some general rustling (laughs) in the background paper moving around. Mm -hmm. 
That is an avant-garde podcast. I respect it a lot. So, uh, listeners, if you would like Charisma Way, just uh, email us at thepraisedown at gmail.com. We're back. We have a thoughts and prayers. I've got something from faithfulworkouts.com. <laughs> you know I'm you know I'm a fitness guy. You know I'm I'm the Ricky Fitness of this podcast. And uh, I've got a post here from uh, faithfulworkouts.com from September 14th, 2018. Faithful yoga. Okay. If you say the word yoga around Christians, you can get all sorts of responses. Some may say, I've been doing it for years and I love it. While others respond with things like, it's demonic. Um, okay. But the response I hear the most is, I do it because I love what yoga does for my body. But if they start talking about philosophies that don't align with my Christian values, just tune them right out. Okay. So, <laughs> demonic. Yeah. Now, what part of it do they think is demonic? Is it the stretching? I can answer this. Oh, okay. yeah, go ahead. Yeah, well, to some extent. I was... Uh, Brought up believing that a little bit. Okay. That um, yoga was rooted in Eastern beliefs, uh. which, um, and that there are certain tangible things that spirits can cling to, and that certain yoga poses may, in fact, be you inviting demonic presences into your spirits. So, like, if you open up your chakras too much, a demon might get in there? That's kind of the idea. Oof. You have to have you have to wear the uh, the armor of God if you're going to do and, yoga. And yoga is a way of like taking off that armor, taking off that armor, because uh, you have to open yourself to it. Okay. All right. Is that why? So are Christian yoga classes just a little bit easier so that you don't have to open yourself up so hard? Ooh, that's a good question. That is a good question. I'll continue while we chew on that mm. confession for many years. I was against yoga. And for that reason, I didn't include it in my workouts. And also I didn't think people should practice it. I was fearful that people would go to a yoga class that included elements that went against the Christian faith and be pulled away from the truth. After much prayer and conversations with other Christians, I've decided to include yoga as part of our workouts. And here's why. Okay. I want to include yoga because the physical aspects of yoga, like postures, movements, and stretching, are good for our bodies. But even more importantly, I want to use yoga as a way to share the love and truth of Jesus. What? You, now, sorry, just, uh, go on. I oh, can't wait to find out yeah. why she... There are millions of people who do yoga each day, and discipleship is an important core value for me as a Christian. Mm -hmm. Okay, two premises in that sense. <laughs> I want to reach people through yoga just as I have through my workouts that include the straight up gospel message. Um, okay. That, yeah. You heard right. The straight up gospel message. They're doing worship workouts. Yeah. I can't okay. stand the fact that so many have turned away from Christianity simply because they've never had the opportunity to really hear the truth. We created faithful yoga as a way to reach them, as every yoga video in our program will include Bible-based messages. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
honestly, my concern for the lost who have no relationship with Jesus is greater than my concern for how a few Christians will react to this because it's you know, a, co- a controversial one. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. I just so the the sort of idea behind this is that this person is going to reach people who don't know the good news about Jesus through yoga. Yeah, this kind of seems like the time that uh, Baptists all sort of agreed together that beer is fine. It, 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 more than that, the people that are going to yoga... Uh-huh. I feel like they've probably heard it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, Christian yoga is like Pilates, right? Right. And like, cause I mean, who's doing yoga in the United States? Middle-class white people. The people who've heard it. The people, <laughs> right. The people most likely to be evangelical Christians. <laughs> that's true. Like, uh, that's yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, you're correct. Um, I do. I do want to. Can I see the ox? Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> okay, so this is just um, a video here. Hopefully it's not too long. It's- hey there, this is my daughter, Danica, and we are in Portugal, and we're so excited because we're here working on a new project. And before I left, I told you that I had some big news <sighs> let you know that one faithful workouts is creating an app yay and cool. it's gonna make it so easy to get engaged daily with faithful workouts and all the, the resources we have but a really big part of our app is a new program we're launching and we are bringing yoga to faithful workouts uh-huh. and so Danica is certified in holy yoga sorry can you pause it real quick did this video start with her saying hi we're in portugal and then just no a uh, hi we're in portugal this is my daughter we're making an app and there's yoga now <laughs> so what, they why are they in like? portugal like is it visually is it visually stunning in the background no yeah, where, it's where it's, in portugal does it look like they are the it, the backdrop appears to be a hotel room because <laughs> that's like a wheel of fortune thing like we're here in you know beautiful burbank right and it's it's this whole tourism thing. Yeah, I, I I mean they could be anywhere. I I don't see why they'd have a reason to lie about being in Portugal. So, but why say it? Sorry, we'll continue. I hope it comes back in the video. Yeah, sure. Called Unshaken Yoga, and so while we're continuing to work on this app, and before we launch it, so it's he called is going to it's an ebook called Unshaken, Unshaken Yoga. Oh. Yeah. So the ebook is a thirty-one day program that's designed to help people who are either Christians that are new to yoga or if you've been doing yoga for a while but you want to learn how been to living in sin, yeah. to the practice more or wherever you fall on that spectrum, this is for you. And so again, it's 31 days and each day will include a verse of the day, um, a devotional, journaling questions, prayer, all kinds of things like that. And so you'll start by doing the devotional and then there will also be a 30 minute yoga flow. A lot of that wasn't yoga. No, a lot of that was mostly just talking about different devotional things. Still hasn't mentioned why they're in Portugal. Yeah, I'm still waiting for that. That daily theme, and that's helping you learn basic sequencing, correct posture, helps you to build strength, flexibility, all of it. So again, yeah, it's a 31-day program that will hopefully help you grow more confident in your Christian yoga practice. 
Yeah, I know some of you out there, because this was me, right? For a while, Danica knows that I had kind of this thing about yoga. I'm like, oh, I don't want to bring it in. I don't want yoga. But uh -huh. you know what? Here's the truth. Uh -huh. Here's what I believe me. I've been praying about this and talking with God for a while on this. And good. the truth is that the movements of yoga are so good for your body. The stretches, the postures, the positioning. And we can take anything and use it for God's glory. And that's what I really think we're doing. So what they're saying, I think, is, look, we agree. <laughs> <laughs> yoga is a a satanic uh machination right. however it's not too, too awful right it's not one of the be very bad ones yeah that we we can kind of use it and this is one of those double think kind of things yeah. where it's like science and faith mm -hmm. you know and they're like well yeah no I, the science is true it is good for you. We it's proven. Yeah. What you know? Yeah. It's but and then since it's from Asia, we also know that it's demons. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to get a damn oni in my root chakra. Right. Um, Jarvix, do you know anything about the worst poses to do? If <laughs> what are the worst yoga poses I, for Satan I to get you? Don't know. Hmm. I'm still hung up on this Portugal thing. It, oh, I, no, I, I'm sorry. It's just, I just, I want to talk about something um, that is sort of inherent in Protestant culture, which is that if you're having fun, you're sinning. So uh. a lot of people in, because like a lot of upper middle class evangelical Christians go on missions trips all the time to places that need a lot of help and happen to be in tropical locations <laughs> where there's a beach and good shopping. Uh, but also there's a lot of poor people there that need, you know, you to knock down their house so that they can build another one at some point uh, on their own, on later. their own later, or maybe they need uh, a school to teach English because nobody knows how to speak any language. Uh, <laughs> You know, maybe there's starving kids out there who need Bibles. Like, it just, it's, it's an excuse to go on a vacation without anyone thinking you're sinning. Yeah. I see of. that. So yeah. to compound that, I think, uh, d again, depending on, you know, where your specific denominational beliefs lie. But um, I think, you know, if you're a globetrotting Christian. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and you're conveying that in some way that's that can be seen as a positive thing because it's like you're you kind of have that missionary spirit. I right. remember Trinity Broadcasting Network mm -hmm. had a show that was called uh, I think it was just called Praise the Lord. And it's like two hours of just like praises and interviews and sermons. And I never really watched it because it was boring. But I always remember mm -hmm. the opening Cause it's like they had these new graphics in the nineties mm -hmm. and they would have like this globe and it was like, yeah. and this little thing would jump from country to country. And it's like, we're international here. We are in this country and this country. And it was all very stereotypical. Africa got like, you know, one mention. Right. And it was like woodblock music and like, oh, <laughs> fuck, it was bad. <laughs> But, like, that was seen as, like, a virtuous thing that, you know, our program reaches all around the world. And we've been on location in all these places. And they would have, like, 
you know, these, these visuals of like, you know, being in Israel, like it's a big deal to be in Israel on location. So maybe, yeah. maybe it's just ingrained after some point that I don't know. Yeah. That being in another me. country is equal to a good thing. I don't know. It's bad. Uh, yeah. I think let's see if, let's see if they answer the Portugal question. Okay. We got like 30 seconds left in this. To talk about his love, and it's also going to be a great way for faithful workouts to reach out to people. There's a lot of people who are doing yoga out there, and so I just want to show them a, a way that we can bring in the spiritual peace that's true and it's love and it's God. So we're going to what? be bringing that in. Um, so again, we've got the ebook, we've got an app coming, but you can use this coupon code Faithful to you get ten seconds to mention Portugal again. I'm losing my mind. You've got to be fucking kidding me. Sounds good. Sounds good. What? <laughs> Plenty of people are doing yoga for, um, they're helping their bodies, but they're kind of doing it for dumb, stupid reasons that are wrong. And yeah. maybe we can show them that we can do yoga for like cool reasons that are right and smart. I just want to, I just want to share with you guys the tags on this it's article. just a brag. <laughs> That's the only reason they said they were in Portugal is to brag that they're, yeah. they have the <laughs> money to travel. They're like, hey guys, we're in sunny Portugal. We just made an app. Everything's going really well. I'm making money on this, not constantly losing it. Like, <laughs> we're in. Well, we're, we're, if if you show your successes, I mean, that's another thing. Is like just the American culture yeah. of you know, success equals yeah. holiness, piousness. Yeah. Yeah, I got a Lamborghini in my garage and books in mm -hmm. here. Yeah, it's sort of Ty Lopez. They were given it. to me by the good Lord, Holy Spirit of God. Yeah, they're yeah. Ty, they're Ty Lopezing it a little bit. Yeah. Um, I just want to private jets. I just want to read off. It's a tag cloud, so like the more uh, the bigger it is, the though. bigger it is, the more it's tagged or searched. Yeah. Um, I'm just gonna do that by volume. Okay. Okay. Corinthians, faith, faithful workouts, fitness. Gluten-free. Health. Healthy. Jesus Kale Quick. G Kino. It's quinoa without an A. <sighs> Recipe. Sauce. Tomato. Vegetables. Video. Oh, this is bullshit. <laughs> this is a grift. <laughs> they are doing a grift. I'm... This is... I don't know. Jesus Kale Quick is all in one line. Fucking God. <laughs> feels like shrimp heaven now. This is insane. <laughs> I hate this so much. Mm, I'll end this on a Bible verse that they chose to end it on. We'll just, they will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. Jeremiah 17, 8. You, the only Bible verse about Portugal. Jesus. Do you think this is why Protestant culture emphasizes endless toil so much? Is because they know that when people are left to their own devices and they don't have to have a job, they'll do shit like this. <laughs> <laughs> is is that why is that why the 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 best your best chance to get to heaven is to just work and be miserable? Because if you're if you don't have to work and be miserable, then you're like <laughs> <laughs> then you turn into this like absolutely 
disconnected from humanity person person yeah Yeah. Uh, probably just an absolute lizard person with no worries or problems (laughs) (laughs) i mean when you put it in that context like maybe protestantism is on to something right that's the uh, thing with uh, the sort of in like crazy tireless work worth work ethic yeah i don't know maybe this this is a person definitely has led a life of leisure (laughs) (laughs) If if you saw a problem and decided to come up, if you saw this problem and decided to come up with a solution, you're looking at the wrong problems. Yeah. <laughs> y- yoga. Well, yeah. I could, yeah. I don't know, y'all. This has been thoughts and prayers. Yeah. It's something. Um, we've. Uh, <sighs> the segment where we get real mad at a stranger. Yeah, uh, we, we've we've thought and prayed pretty hard this uh, on this one. Um, I think it's time for Toon Talk. Mm hmm. Welcome to Toon Talk. Oh, all right. Buckle down. It's time for Toon Talk. Right now. Oh, it's Toon Talk. Let's talk Toon. Ho, 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 ho. So Jervix. Hey, uh... Santa Claus voice and and Dracula voice. (laughs) Pretty close (laughs) together, right? Oh, 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 I want to suck your presence. (laughs) I can only come down your chimney if I am invited. (laughs) It is me, Dracula Claus. <laughs> Jolly old Saint Nosferatu. Ho, 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 ho. <laughs> okay, that's very good. I'm dipping my candy canes in blood. I don't have reindeer, I have bats. <laughs> They're all the same name. They're tiny bats. They pull my huge sleigh. They're very strong. Dasher is my favorite bat. This is the Decemberween uh, mythical figure, right? Yeah. It is me, Dracula Claus. <laughs> this is a new character. Entering the podcast canon. (laughs) Dracula Claus. I'm going to be doing this segment in this voice the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. Uh, You have to. Well, young man, what is your blood type? (laughs) I actually don't know it. Um, Probably because I'm not a character in a fighting game. Um... (laughs) But so Jarvix, uh, well, first, thank you for joining us, Dracula Claus. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here. We're we're just sitting down for Toon Talk. Jarvix, what are we talking about today? Um, I kind of want to just talk about Dracula Claus. What questions do you have? Oh, I don't know, man. Um. Do all the mall Dracula clauses tell you what all the kids want? They, they are work all working for me. They are my children of the night. Christmas night. Ho, ho, ho. 
So, <laughs> like during the day, though. So does someone have to be um, up to invite you down their chimney? You can leave a note. Ho, ho, ho. Is okay. So is milk and cookies more of a Santa thing? Yes. Do you still like those? I don't hate them. <laughs> I I you, know the deal. People get confused. What do you prefer? Blood <laughs> and cookies. <laughs> Yes. Okay. <laughs> I like blood and cookies. Okay. Good, 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 good. Um, gifts, the gifts you give, are they sort of cursed in monkey's paw sort of ways? Normal or? gifts. <laughs> <laughs> I give the children, they don't want curses. I may be a vampire, but I'm not a monster. <laughs> you are. You're only, you're only half. Oh, 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 oh. I come during on Christmas the daytime. I come because I'm. <laughs> that's the time when all the vampires are asleep. I give gifts primarily to vampire children, but also to regular children. Yeah, if they celebrate December Ween. Right. Correct. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Dracula Claus. <laughs> yes. Do you still employ? Do you employ elves like S Santa Claus? Well, regular Santa sort of has a monopoly on elves. I have to use tiny mummies. And Santa's in the North Pole. Where where are you? Are you in um? Are you in Transylvania? Or are you? I am in a scale replica. Of Dracula's castle that is in the South Pole. Oh, 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 oh. I can handle slightly colder temperatures than regular Santa because my blood is so cold because I'm undead. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Um, I'm learning so much. I'm learning so much about this wonderful holiday. The mummies have to dress up in very thick cloths because of how cold it is down at the South Pole. Yeah, like sort of fleece. Fleece, uh, maybe, you know, some faux fur and the cloths. Yeah, just uh, maybe like, yeah, three-ply. Oh, of, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do mummies get cold? Does a mummy get cold? Well, mummies are, you know, the, the traditional Egyptian mummy. They're from a pretty warm climate. They, they're not used to the cold, so they've really got to bundle up. Oh, oh, oh. What toys do you get asked for the most down in your, down in your mummy toy workshop? Most kids want an Xbox to play Fortnite. I've got my mummies working tirelessly on figuring out how to build an Xbox and reverse engineering an entire Fortnite game, but we've gotten pretty close. <laughs> Who's your... Who, you got any um, computer science mummies doing game dev work down there? Or... Do you maybe buy an Xbox and are you disassembling it? Sort of We're figure? disassembling it, yes. I've got uh, a few tech mummies just sort of working on reverse engineering a lot of the lasers and the, the circuits and things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It is difficult being, uh, you know, uh, Santa Claus, he has access to all of that information. He can just build an Xbox. He's got a deal with Microsoft. 
But we, well, we've got to do it all ourselves. It's not easy being a vampire. Just like a Santa, yeah. Exactly, exactly. You and Santa get along? We don't see each other much. You know, he's awake during the daytime. I'm awake during the nighttime. We are as far away as two people can possibly be most of the year. Uh, I, uh, you know, I, well, once uh, Christmas is over, I, I spend nine months of the year buried in a coffin underneath the South Pole, just really frozen solid, uh, the, you know, around October, around Halloween, actually. Yeah, the, just uh, frozen as hell. Yeah, yeah. The, the mummies, they come in, they warm me up uh, just by patting and rubbing my body. Uh, and, uh, just really, you know, letting the friction sort of warm me up. And then I, I get up and it's time to get to work making all the presents for the kids. You are such a hard worker and you are so dedicated. Thank you so much. I love December ween now, I think. I it's do, my favorite holiday. Ho, ho, ho. I, I, I personally have one final question. I, I can't, I can't speak for Jarvik. Yes, I, little I, Heath. I do have one more. Um, if you were to... If you were to be killed on premises at a person's house, yes, does do they become Dracula claws in a sort of uh, zany uh, Tim Allen kind of way? Unfortunately, yes, that is how I got this job in the first place. Oh, who were you before? My name, my name was Van Helsing. <laughs> I dedicated my life to the eradication of vampires, but one Christmas, well, I I I I, I was waiting, you know, uh, I was trying to catch the real Santa Claus. I'd always heard he was real. I'd seen every other mythical monster. I thought, you know, time to see him. Yeah, of course. Uh, but this, this Santa, you know, he creeps down. I I should have known. I should have known that this wasn't the original Santa Claus when he. Asked permission to come into my abode. I hear a, a gentle knock at the top of my uh, my my uh, my chimney there, and uh, I say, "Yes, Santa, please come in." And uh, he he flies down and turns his swarm of bats flies in, reassembles himself. Not a there, normal Santa. Not thing. a normal Santa at all. That listen, I knew a vampire when I saw one. I'm Van Helsing. Yeah. Yeah. Even, and so, uh, yeah, you training. know, the, the training took over. I go, I grab my huge crossbow, I aim it directly at his heart, put a stake in there, and then I put a stake in there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, uh, of course. You know, I, the, the Santa Claus, I'm like, oh, whew, another dead vampire. I thought it, they took the season off, but uh turns out, you know, there's one who never does. Well, except for nine months out of the year, I found out. Uh, <laughs> So I, I, I shoot him with a bow, a crossbow, and he, his last act, do you want to know what his last act was before dissolving into ash? Of course I do, yeah. He handed me a toy rocking horse <laughs> that I had wanted since I was a child. Could not have felt worse. <laughs> I knew then that I had really boned it. And then, well... I look in the mirror, and what do I see? I see myself getting very fat, and then I don't see myself anymore because I'm a vampire! <laughs>
I don't even know the full effects of this. The 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 Santa vampirification has had on my appearance. I can't tell how much different I look now than back when I was hunting guys like me. You know what I'm saying? I can tell you some of my opinions have changed. This is such a traumatic origin story. This is the most traumatic origin story that I've ever heard. It's it has everything. Um, but I kind of want to. I kind of want to look to the present. I I actually have one more question. Since oh, uh, speaking of presents, I actually have presents for both of you. No kidding. What? What's mine? What's mine? What's mine? What's mine? Dracula claws. What's mine? What's mine? Well, little Heath, <laughs> I know you've really been want. You've been watching all the other boys playing Fortnite. <laughs> Yeah, I've been watching a lot of Twitch. You've gotten very jealous of them. So my mummy's down at the shop. We've made a special Xbox One just for you. No fucking way. Yep, here it is. Wow, it really is an Xbox with a Fortnite in it. I Dracula Claus, I love you. I thank you. It's I, I can't wait to play Fortnite and do all the fun dances and shoot and build. You're very welcome here. Thank you, sir. I love you too. I'll never do anything wrong again. Well, that's not part of the deal. I'm <laughs> I don't give gifts based on uh whether you've been good or bad. I give gifts based on how much money your parents make. <laughs> <laughs> What a believable uh, Christmas, <laughs> December ween myth, yeah. And Jarvix, don't think I forgot about you. I brought you a present as well. Ho, ho, ho. I've always wanted a present. <laughs> well, then you're in luck, because I brought you a brand new Xbox with Fortnite. <laughs> You can play Fortnite now with I all can, your friends. I can play with Heath. Yeah, we exactly. can. We can both do a floss dance and get on and talk and team chat and oh, oh, and oh, freaking oh. frag some noobs on it. Oh, this you is going to be amazing. You can frag as many noobs as you two would desire. <laughs> this is the best Christmas this ever. Is perfect. I, I'm so happy. I'm so glad I could do this for you. Uh, now where is Alex? I did not bring a present for him for obvious reasons. <laughs> Because his parents still have a lot of money. <laughs> yes! <laughs> ho, 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 ho. Now let's get into Toon Talk. <laughs> do you want to do, do a stinger? Yes! All right, it's time for some Toon Talk. Ho, 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 ho. Right now. Oh. 
So Jarvix, why <laughs> do you mind? Well, let's start. Heath, do you mind if I sit in for Toon Talk? I was hoping you would. I don't know where Alex went. And I don't know where the fuck Adam is. You need a new couple of new co-hosts. You're the only one around here doing anything. Hey, I've been I've been saying. <laughs> um, well, Dracula Claus, you mind sitting in for Toon Talk? Sure, I can do that. Well, excellent. So, Jarvix, what are we talking about today? Oh, yeah. Uh, have you ever heard um, James Brown's Funky Christmas? I cannot say that I have, but I'm intrigued. No, oh, I, oh, I oh. heard we were doing Michael H.W. Uh, Smith. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> <laughs> no, we are. I was just wondering if you'd heard it. It's really good. I, I, I've, I've not heard either, but... Uh, <laughs> Um, what are, go ahead and, okay, yeah, okay, um, so Michael W. Smith, um, is, is a contemporary Christian artist who has been around for, like, almost four decades now. That's a long career. Yeah, um, and he, in, in those four or so decades, he's put out, like, four Christmas albums, and I thought it would be a really appropriate artists to bring to a Christmas episode. Um, but in particular, um, there is the first Christmas, uh, album that he ever put out, uh, which was like in 1990 or something like that. Is it the one titled Christmas titled Christmas, just Christmas, 1989, 89. There we are. Okay. Um, so I just I think this is a, a fascinating album and I think it'll kind of hit some interesting notes for you all in particular, Ooh. well, if Alex were here, um, I, I know. Uh, I'll, I'll tell Alex about it after the show. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure he'll hear it while he edits the episode. <laughs> right. Um, so I don't want to like take forever to do this, but I feel like uh, a certain t to really appreciate what this album is. I feel like you should kind of have a bit of an understanding of Michael W. Smith at this time. That's absolutely fine. Yeah. So his very first album, as I can find it on streaming, is uh, an album called Project. And there was a song on here called Friends, which is kind of his like first hit of sorts. Ah, it's the theme from the show. It's a... No, it's actually kind of a sad song. Um, oh, um, like the theme from the show. Like the theme. So that's no true. one told you life was going to be this way. Right. That's actually... You can, I think you could relate to that personally, Dracula Claus. Oh, that's true. But my job's a joke. He <laughs> <laughs> used to be a well-respected vampire hunter. No, I'm a barely respected vampire. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you're highly respected in this studio. Oh, well, thank you, Heath. So, what is the what is Michael W. Smith's friends about? Oh, right. Well, it's uh, I mean, it's not really that important. I was gonna maybe play a, a quick segment just for like an idea of what the music sounds like. Sounds good. I mean, should I do that or should you do that? I haven't pulled up. Oh, I can do it. I'm I'm jacked into the board. Alex oh, left okay. his phone. Okay. I think that boy left in a hurry. I know him to be scared of vampires. That's true. He does. Oh, oh, oh. He can feel one if there's one in 50 meters. Mm -hmm. and he just bolts. And he hates Christmas. 
<laughs> so Jarvix, what song am I playing? Oh, oh, oh. oh well, uh, I, just a brief snippet of Friends by Michael W. Smith, just uh, for context of this is what music kind of sounded like a few years before he put out Christmas, and this is kind of the background that he comes from. I think it's important that you hear this for the album. All right. Perhaps. I may be a little. We'll see. Well, that's all right. Here we go with Friends by Michael W. Smith. It's a very serious song, but it's like... This uh, production sucks. It's, I mean, it's got that late '80s like synthesizers, mm-hmm. really kind of cheap and and like yeah, it's it's Casio's. It's, yeah, mm-hmm. that, I mean that's what it is. And this whole first album is very much Casio's, but like he has like kind of a vision. This album that this song is on actually starts with a track called Sonata in D Major. That's crazy. <laughs> Uh, if I recall, it's just an instrumental track. Um, it's been a while since I've heard it, but like, this is a guy who has some ambition, but is like working with like really cheap, kind of very pop. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, well, just it, sort well, of cookie cutter pop tools yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, very much so. So well, you know, I love a DIY aesthetic. <laughs> sure. That's why I make all my own that's, Xboxes, that's right? <laughs> and program every f- copy of Fortnite. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, it. You know, it's it's a song that's kind of about like death and like you know living on in the afterlife and things like that. So I mean, that's probably why it was like a hit. Um, but like, this is a song that people might recognize. Um, but like, you come from that kind of aesthetic. Um, can you pull up a, uh, an album called Eye to Eye by Michael W. Smith? Yes, I was looking at this earlier, and uh, I want the listeners to know that the spelling of this album title is <laughs> yeah. the letter I, the number two, open parentheses, the word I, E-Y-E, close parentheses. <laughs> this is a Black Eyed Peas album. <laughs> <laughs> This is a little bit after Prince started doing that, I bet. <laughs> so he was like, I'm as cool as Prince, said Michael W. Smith. And he decided he was going to do it as well. Oh, ho, ho. So there's a track down here towards the end called Ashton. Uh, if you could pop that real quick. All right. Now this, uh, I have to assume, is a love letter to Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> was he alive? He was alive, but he was very young. Very young, yeah. Up next, (laughs) Ashton. This is like a a couple years later. And he's becoming a little more cinematic. I like this uh, this scale. It's uh, spooky. I'm trying to follow along on Genius, and... (laughs) Okay, uh, the lyrics just say, Michael W. Smith, miscellaneous, Ashton, Ashton, Michael W. Smith, eye to eye, (laughs) instrumental. Yeah, he did, he did, he dabbled in some instrumental stuff. Um, So you can go ahead and skip ahead to, like, the end of this now. Oh... 
Now this is rad. <laughs> yeah, is this Nightwish? <laughs> this rules. I would love to hear this in the background of one of my homemade video games. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Now let this finish out and run into the next track. This is very spooky, ho, ho, ho. Yeah, this is ominous. Yeah, it really is. It reminds me of the old uh, mine train ride at the Frontier City. It's Yeah, it's very Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yes, it is. So here's the transition, right? Now, this is not spooky at all. Right. Yeah, this is the rains down in Africa, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I kind of point these two out just to show that, like, he was experimenting, um, like, kind of trying new stuff beyond that really easy pop stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was, like, really good friends with Amy Grant, who kind of, in my opinion, pursued that kind of simple pop stuff. No, um, Jarvik. <laughs> You're getting my hopes up for this album. I'm okay. starting to really hope that it will be very weird and jump around. Well, I don't know that it'll be very weird, but I think, I think, uh, well, let's just listen to it. Sounds uh, good. Okay, let's, so let's pull up Christmas. We're headed to Christmas. Yeah. I've got it up right now. I've got to say, calling an album Christmas is so bold. Yeah. And I is. respect it so much. Right. I can't wait to see what happens. The the cover of the album looks like he's writing a ransom note for Christmas, like he's stealing it and going to hold it hostage. <laughs> for money. I'll also note that at this point in his career, he was really only popular in like a contemporary Christian way. Mm. After this album, um, when he does like Go West Young Man and stuff like that, he gets that crossover success. Is that one on DDR? Let's just go west. Go west, yeah. (laughs) Dracula, Dracula, revolution. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what DDR is? It is. Yeah, not a lot of people know that. That's the reverse Sounds pretty good. Now, let's get to our first track. Ho, 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 overture. Slash... Oh, come all ye faithful. It, uh... It, it's, oh, it, it creeps oh, in. Oh, it's creeping in. Bit of a slow build. Mm. Yes. You know, I have to be invited before I'm allowed to creep in. It's part of my deal as a vampire. <laughs> What Mike, are you, a Michael's a human man, so he can just come in. Very true. They're sneaky mm-hmm. humans.
So this is actual orchestra. Yeah, this seems like a big pit. This is him actually working with an orchestra now, as opposed to all the electronic stuff. You still have the theatrical flair, and there's some pop elements, but it's a big change. A tiny voice from far away. I'm getting kind of a sort of space rock opera vibe from this so far. It sounds like an adult voicing a cartoon kid. <laughs> like Howie Mandel? No, that's just the way he sings. Though. Even in his 60s. Weird. There does seem to be some Latin on this album. Dracula cause. I don't know if that hurts you or burns your skin. No, uh, since I am affiliated with Christmas, uh, Christian stuff can't hurt me. The cross thing doesn't work on me. That's pretty lucky. Not bad. That's one less weakness. Pretty good. Not bad. Uh, you can skip along if you want. Um, it segues into like a whole new movement. And I know that you're Team Horns. We are Team Horns. I, Dracula Claus, I'm also Team Horns. That's why oh, I wow. wanted to be on this podcast. Bit of a long time first time. Yes. Wonderful. You know, I think I vaguely remember this arrangement from school plays. Okay. Because we would do a Christmas service. Because I went to a private Christian school every year, so we could um, we could be as uh, as God as we wanted at the Christmas play. But I think I I kind of heard this as like intermission music and pre-show and post-show jams before I played a donkey in fifth grade. Did you ever tell a big ogre that you were going to make waffles? No, oh, oh, that's oh, not oh, a Christmas oh. one. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> you haven't seen the Shrek Christmas special? It's pretty good. <laughs> Is that technically a December Ween film? It. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I have seen a Shrek Christmas special. <laughs> it's pretty good. Oh, yes, it is. So I'm noticing that this does sort of take its time. It's definitely because it's very it, intentionally was kind of quiet in the beginning. Yeah, the arrangements reset are, your expectations. The arrangements are sort of uh, lush and yeah. take some time to uh, develop and blossom, which is neat. Yeah, I like that so far. Um, and a lot of times, I think, uh, when you have like maybe someone who's considered more of a pop artist, they'll usually work with an arranger. Um, but this is uh, a guy who has actually composed like film scores and stuff too, like in his later career. So he he arranged pretty much all of this. Um, he might have had some help, but if you look at the credits, he pretty much, aside from the stuff that's already written, I mean, like the arrangements are his, you know, the segues are his and. So, wow. And then there's some originals, and there's even one song on here that's sort of become a mild standard for others. So mm. it's 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 kind of a different change for him. Um, 
And then uh, one thing I also want to point out about that opening is that Gloria moment, the really soft, distant mm-hmm. voice there. Uh, Gloria and Excelsis Deo, which is like, you know, a classic line that's had different um, melodies out there. Yes. And I mean, the, the one that I grew up with was like, uh, Gloria, you know, that one. Yes, exactly. Um, and that, uh, like the, to me, that's like the classic one. And here he has, you know, that's very kind of quarter notes. And here he's got. Gloria, oh Gloria, it's a little different. Yeah, and it's it's almost like a, a more modern, slightly modern take melodically, it's, even though it's kind of a classically based arrangement so far. Yeah, it feels like it feels like he's kind of giving it the Toto treatment a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which hey, that's cool. Yeah. Anyway, those are all things I wanted to point out. Um, yeah, we can move on. Up next is Lux Venit. This is some D&D stuff. Yeah, I never thought about it yeah. that way. but Yeah, he's a bard on this one. It feels very medieval. Which, I mean, that he's, makes a lot of sense, though. I mean, because a lot of, like, hymnals and, like, classical music from that time was very religious. I think there's a connection there. Um, I think a lot of time... Uh, when we think about Christian music, I mean, on, on the podcast at least, we never really think about they had Christian music like for as long as Christianity's been around, you know? Very true. And as long as music true. Yeah. has been around. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And so there's some of that kind of being incorporated into this album. I will say that I am not in love with Michael W. Smith's voice. Right. So it's kind of weird to think about how there was once a time where all music was either about Christianity or like farting or (laughs) fucking. (laughs) There were only two kinds. (laughs) Pretty good, I think. Yeah. Like it was either Gloria and Excelsis Deo or a guy in a bar playing a lute saying the king farted on me and here's what it smelled like. The song. (laughs) Then a list of different decadent foods. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much what the rest of this sounds like. There's a little, like, late shift in that, but it's not really important. Go, dude. Mm. Up next, Anthem for Christmas. Oh, ho, ho. Dracula Claus. <laughs> I believe this is just an instrumental original that he wrote. I see. I've got lyrics here. Oh, are there lyrics? Mm -hmm. I forget. Maybe it's the next one. I think the next one maybe is instrumental. I see. 
I do like the arrangement. Yeah, the arrangements, I think, are kind of like the big selling point on oh, this. Yeah. I mean, it's orchestral. It's thoughtful. If I, were to, if I were to elevator pitch Michael W. Smith to somebody, here's what I think I might say. Sufjan Stevens for Baptists. <laughs> I don't know enough about Sufjan Stevens. We don't have him down in the South Pole. <laughs> yeah, he won't play there. It's... It's messed up. It's messed up. Now, I have no idea when these lyrics come in. Right, yeah. This song is three minutes long and with a minute in. Okay, yeah, no, there's a there's lyrics coming. Pretty simple. I've skipped ahead. God. You know, I don't disagree. <laughs> like, I feel like the biggest weakness probably is, like, if his voice wasn't there and it was just choirs... It would be very nice. It would it would really feel like just Christmas music. Who but, would, who would you all rather he sounds like to fit this better? I mean, Josh Groban. I just wish he didn't sound like McGee and me. <laughs> <laughs> My man sings like Doug funny. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna say I'd rather. That's he's, really good. Uh, I'm gonna say I did kind of. He's a Billy West. Yeah, I, sounds like Fry. No, <laughs> I I did kind of speak this into existence earlier, but I would just like for him to sound like Sufjan Stevens. Honestly, yeah, that would be pretty good. Oh, this is sort of a variation on Ode to Joy. It's the sequel, Ode 3 Joy. <laughs> okay. Pretty big moment in the album. Yeah. Definitely. It's, a bi it's big, lot of horns. It's big. There were a lot of horns in it. Uh, you know, all, well, all kinds of good stuff. Yeah, what's not to like? And I know his Alex. voice. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's also like a lot of choir in here, and I know that there's some background also with our co-host. And so I, I just I tried to bring something that I thought felt really Christmassy and genuine, and it does not feel very sincere. So mm. I'll, I'll, I'm going to bring up Jim Brickman since you mentioned that. Do mm. we know who that is? Did you say Jen Kirkman? <laughs> no. <laughs> Jim Brickman. He's uh, kind of, I mean, of the same cloth in some ways. He's mostly an instrumental pianist. Um, but basically he's the guy who, like 10 years ago, if you went down the candle aisle and they had like the CDs for like, you know, ambience and stuff. Mm -hmm. He would have stuff there and it would just be this really soft, you know, uh, music. And there's a, a lot of similarities and they've even done work together. Michael W. Smith and Jim Brickman, but like Jim Brickman doesn't have a lot of sincerity to me. I actually gotcha. had to go to Jim Brickman concert one time because a family member had tickets and needed somebody to go. And it was really terrible. 
Here's was here's a question. The blandest show I've ever seen. It's sort of oh. a sort of a bigger question for you guys. Is there a negative correlation between skill and sincerity? Like, is there a point where you become so skilled that your sincerity cap is a lot lower than it would be if you were sort of shitty at playing your instrument? I will say that I don't think so, because case in point, the band Rush. Ho, ho, ho. I thought you were going to say Genesis. <laughs> Those three nerds are so sincere about dragons and Ayn Rand. <laughs> and they are incredible at their instruments. But are they an exception to a rule? I would also say no. No? Okay. I think, I mean, I, I think certainly you can get so lost in the technique of things sometimes that yeah. you kind of forget to. But if you're really that skilled, then you're not trying that hard. You're just that good. And so you really can focus on the sincerity of it. I think for those people who maybe fall in that category, they're actually not as skilled as you're maybe saying they are. It ah. helps. True skill is learning how to get out of your own way. <laughs> well put, Dracula Claus. <laughs> Thank you so much. Ho, ho, ho. I guess I'm saying technical skill, like ability to per play. Do scales yeah. fast on things like that. Yeah, right. sort of. Like uh, Ingve Malmsteen, is he sincere? <laughs> Steve, uh, Joe Satriani. I think so. I, I don't think that you can get that good without being really sincere. Okay. Uh, yeah, it, I, not, it, that I, not that I disagree. I just have been tossing that around in my head. I just listened to the Sufjan episode. Oh, yeah. This, this, uh, so anyway, um, we can move on. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I will say I think some of the most technical music to me is like really like classic Indian music like from mm -hmm. India uh -huh. and that stuff's very sincere to me but incredibly complex yeah. okay so maybe I just need to broaden my horizons a little bit on this all the most since I mean I will say to your point Heath that all the the music I like that's sincere is not very skillful <laughs> all the most sincere stuff I like just sounds like people banging around <laughs> On yeah. guitars and drums. Hitting each other in the head with uh, cast iron skillets Different. and stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's crazy in there. Uh, up next uh, is the song First Snowfall. This, uh, this seems to be one lyric here. Uh, instrumental. <laughs> we'll wait for him to say that then. <laughs> Yeah, so this was the instrumental one then. Um, Just piano, uh, nothing else. Pretty much. Um, he, he does do some subtle stuff. Um, I will point out there's a... All of this is kind of building towards something. And I've kind of been showing you things along no spoilers. the way. spoilers! But there's a track that is kind of like a finale of this album. And uh, I'll let you know when we get there. But yeah, you've been playing this one kind of close to the chest. 
I can't wait to find out the twist. It's an Easter album you find out <laughs> on the final track. So there's some strings there now. Like there's some Ooh. subtle arrangements. Just to add some texture right. to it. So it's not just piano, but it still sounds like it's just piano. This is giving me Peanuts vibes. Hmm. Yeah, it's definitely in that uh, mm. range. And the uh, mm. tempo is very on point. This is ve- this is my favorite one yeah. so far. Specifically Christmas Peanuts vibes, I think. Yeah. Not necessarily Linus I, and Lucy. I, if I don't know, I if I were to name a TV show that gave me the most like visceral nostalgic holiday vibes, I think it's got to be uh, Charlie Brown and his good friends the Peanuts. Oh, absolutely. The sad jazz in those things, very good. Mhm. I think that's called... Is that called blues? <laughs> not quite. Not quite. It's not as pentatonic as blues typically is. Uh, to the untrained ear, yeah. blues is, and sad jazz are the same, but they're not. <laughs> In sad jazz, there are way more brushes. Way more brushes, much more complicated chord structures. We're talking sevenths, ninths, thirteenths. Whatever you got. All right, we'll move on. Yeah. The next song on the album, we're working with Christ the Messiah. Christ the Messiah. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I, it's like he's not even trying. <laughs> I mean, it is like his... Like, he definitely got into the music more for the instrumental side of it, but he had to be a pop star. You know, I mean, he's on a Christian label. We've had, we've talked about Christian labels last time I was here. So, like, I'm kind of surprised he even got this project greenlit, you know? Yeah. Do you, do you get the impression that he'd prefer to be doing more than he is? Doing more as a performance? Like, doing, doing more elaborate. Yeah, I think things like this. I mean, I think this is probably as elaborate as he probably could have done at this stage in his career. Yeah. Um, but there is, um, I the only Michael W. Smith album that I personally own is actually a completely instrumental orchestral album from 2000. Hell yeah! It's called cool. Freedom, and it's pretty good. I mean, it holds up with film scores. It's you know, which I consider like the classical music of modern times. That's is what it is, right? I mean, there is modern classical music but it's not usually as orchestral or as classic i guess and it does it just doesn't get the same right i, I love plays. modern stuff mm-hmm. um but there's like kind of a flip side he's definitely interested in that classic stuff mm-hmm. which i think really shows in something like a christmas album which is again very, absolutely very classic very traditionalist um but, I mean, there's, like, some really nice things happening here that he's arranged. Um, I feel like maybe if he could get away with not singing on this album, he probably would have been okay with it. And just let the choruses, the, the, the choirs... I don't think it would have hurt the album. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm loving taking this strong stance against this guy's voice. <laughs> but I will say 
in spite of all that, there, there's almost a reason for it, and it has to do with the climax. Okay. <laughs> okay, but for I, real, I'm over listen and selling to this. It, though. <laughs> there is also he sings like Dave Foley. <laughs> <laughs> there is something like really sonically unique about Christmas music that's that makes it difficult to write off as a genre as a whole. Yeah. Somehow. And I don't know what it is. I don't know. Well, Christmas music in this vein, not like this is both radio pious hits and spooky. Right. Yeah. I think is the thing. Well, I mean, even even like all I want for Christmas is you by Mariah Carey. As you were gonna say, my two front teeth. Like like even even has this some, um, and I don't know enough about music theory specifically to point out what it is. Oh, there's a YouTube video on it. Oh, there is. I should share it with you. It very specifically uses that song as an example of this is what makes Christmas music Christmassy, and it's not oh. sleigh bells like chord chord, chord structures. Stuff. Yeah. Ah, oh, that's yeah. so cool. All right, that There's rules. Thing. Yeah, I, just, I, w- I would love to see that. Yeah, I don't have it internalized enough to explain it. Sure. Let's do the next one. Ho ho ho. How many tracks do you guys have? Because Genius is being strange. There's a total of ten more. Okay, because I get one, two, three, four, five, six, nine. Nice. Ten. (laughs) Nice. So it's skipping over the seven and eight. Well, eight is uh, instrumental, I believe. Okay. No, I had seen is the next one. And we will listen to it right now. Now this is a voice. Still kind of breathy though for no reason. <laughs> oh, now she's getting into it. You have a lot of singing opinions. <laughs> are you are you classically trained? I learned from some of the greatest vampire composers of all time. <laughs> Name a few of them. You're not going to believe this. Beethoven. (laughs) I weirdly believe it. (laughs) So this is a duet with Amy Grant. I do want to draw attention to one lyric here. Angelic strain. <laughs> it, it sounds like it could be a Kojima video game, or... It sounds like it could be... A, angelic strain sounds like a genre of weed. <laughs>
I will say, following along on Genius, the, the lyrics are nothing to look at. It's Christmas music. But this, I mean, these arrangements do hit. Oh, yeah. I love these arrangements. Yeah, like they, they bop Christmas-wise. Yeah. Mm. They really put you there. I'm feeling the snow. I'm, I, I see those sleigh bells jingling. Do you see him ring ting tingling too? Yes. <laughs> Up next, all is well. This is another one that has, you know, not much in the way of lyrics. Um, and yet, somehow, this is a song that's been covered a number of times. Wow. Mm. This does sound, this does feel like the part of a Christmas movie where uh, dad is out, couldn't, mm-hmm. couldn't get home in time for Christmas Day because he's got a business job in Thailand because he's got to seal ah. the deal. He had know? to totally go to right. an important business meeting with the army. <laughs> No, I, I get that. Yeah. The lone voice, like the slow zoom out of like the empty auditorium. Mm-hmm. Dad didn't make it to my karate um, show. Recital. Yeah, my, my, <laughs> my karate recital. Because <laughs> he got pulled over by a cop. That's just Jingle All the yeah. Way. You're just talking about Jingle All the Way now. <laughs> Yeah. I love this one. It's sparse and plaintive. Really puts you in mind of a snow-covered field full of angels. Just like on the first Christmas. You know what? You're right, Dracula Claus. That's what it's all about. Oh, oh, oh. Thank you very much, little Heath. Now he arranged all these. Yeah, I mean, to my knowledge, if if anything, he might have had some help. But I, so I'm a title subscriber, and not a Spotify mm-hmm. subscriber. I have easy access to all the credits, um, unless they've updated Spotify. You but, can see a few things, but still, but yeah, probably not. I get producer, composer, lyricist, arranger, associated performer, main artist, etc. Way more than Spotify. And they're like all Michael W. Smith. And they, the only exceptions are like for things that are already pre-written, mm-hmm. where he has to share credit. Um, but yeah, I mean, if if you were to listen to something like the Freedom album, that's purely orchestral. And then he did a sequel to that called Glory about 12 years later. Yeah. Uh, which was all orchestral. I mean, he's he's got a knack for it. And I feel like this album's like the first real chance he's had to like... This is that. gorgeous! Yeah, Dad's back from Thailand. Dad made it back from Thailand in time. This goes so many places, totally. For Christmas. 
and All they, right. And they hug and yeah. look up and they see Dracula Claus in his bat sleigh. <laughs> up next, we've got a pretty interesting one, it looks like. This is called Memoirs, a trilogy. This one's a little long. It's four yeah. and a half. It's a trilogy. Oh, it's only four and a half. That's not bad. Well, feel free to jump around. We'll skip forward a little bit through the uh, the intro. So the the full title is. Uh, the, the trilogy actually has specifically what it's referencing. Memoirs, a trilogy. The Voice, Good King Wenceslas, and uh, Hark the Herald, Angels Sing. Ah. So, The Voice is, is this part right now, which is an original piece. See, I'm going to skip forward a yeah. little bit. This is so good. And this is Good King Wenceslas. Mm -hmm. I didn't know it as a kid when I listened to it. I am intimately familiar. It was a popular song when I was a boy. <laughs> I knew the song. I just didn't recognize that this was the same melody. He just kind of jazzed up yeah. the rhythm of it a little bit. A song about the only good king. <laughs> Yes, very popular in 18th century Eastern Europe. <laughs> Big fan? Yeah. Oh, I loved it. What was he like? Wenceslas. Oh, we didn't know the king. You, this was, uh, you know, still from uh, quite a while before. Oh, but uh, okay. from what I can tell, it was pretty good. Love that Feast of Stephen. This is a very classical moment here. Yeah. Okay. Do you remember whenever we looked at the Eye to Eye album and there was yes. like a segue from like an instrumental into a song? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Ah. kind of how cheesy that friend song sounded instrumentally absolutely the piano was a little more tinny than it yeah. was you said casio it was very odd so with all that in mind oh boy also i think that's guitar Bless you. <laughs> I sneezed. Where did he even get a harpsichord? 
You have got to be kidding me. What the fuck is this? Ho, 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 ho. I'm losing my mind. I know why you're saying what you're saying, but I've had to, like, do this, do shit like this for church, and this is always so fun to get to. That makes sense. I mean, it's cool. I get what you're saying, but also, this is a song I don't have to do a whole lot on, Yeah, and it's, you know... Without evaluating it, it's a moment. You know. Very true. Love that echo. Honestly, this bobs. If this is a film score for a Christmas movie, uh, this is this is the credits song. Oh yeah, all troubles have been resolved. Santa is real. Everybody's family is staying together, and everyone gets presents. Yeah, I love it. And the tree looks beautiful. Oh yeah. everything at this like everything he's got for this moment oh yeah this is the one we're listening to the whole way because he's always adding stuff the yeah. boys choir yep came in here recently this is the culmination of all that yeah yeah this is like the 50 states smash musically oh yeah Okay, we can't listen to this whole song. It's five goddamn well, minutes long. I, okay, well, there's a moment here. Ooh. <laughs> oh, we thought we were out of the woods. Ooh. Uh-oh. I like how much tension this is building. I can't. It, well, I mean, that's okay. We can turn that. The, 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 the Cindy, Cindy Lauper guitar is fun. It's very fun. Once all the horns and strings drop out, and it's just his <laughs> voice, I'm reminded once again that he sings like Stuart Little. <laughs> uh, yeah. He sings like Adult Simba. <laughs> he sings like Teenage Hercules. <laughs> <laughs> We've got one more song here. Oh yes, Jillian. What's your name, little girl? <laughs> ho, 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 ho. Do you have <laughs> It seems like little Jillian has a comment to make. It's my phone, my sister is calling me. <laughs> Answer it in character. <laughs> Olivia, hello! 
I'm recording the press down right now. This is Dracula Claus. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry, I, I couldn't hear that. Have you started listening to Amnesty? No, I'm not caught up on the most recent arc of the Adventure Zone. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Dad and I are disappointed. <laughs> Did you just do ho, ho, ho for Dracula? I'm Dracula Claus, that's the whole bit. Ho, ho, ho. What is happening? <laughs> Well, I'm trying to make a podcast. Oh, ho, 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 ho. Is this what making a podcast is? Seems pretty simple. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know two naughty children who aren't going to be getting new Xboxes equipped with Fortnite this Christmas. <laughs> I we would just get... Is this Fortnite free? Can you just... <laughs> <laughs> hey. Yes, Fortnite is free, but it adds value to include it with an Xbox. Do we, uh, do we have to sit on your lap before you bite our necks? Or... <laughs> I'm not biting anybody. I'm just, I'm just a vampire who loves to give presents. People give me, people leave out blood and cookies for me. A sack of blood. A, sa a cup, a cup of blood. I don't know where that, it's not going in a Walmart sack. They're not just bleeding into burlap and then I've got to wring it out into my teeth. Exactly. Uh, huh? I thought it was like that. <laughs> This is an unfortunate time for me to call, huh? I don't know. It seems to be working out pretty well. <laughs> I have been doing this character for... Guess how long I've been doing it for. Ho, ho, ho. An hour. Four days. Well, <laughs> no, you must come from the future because that's how long I'm going to be doing it. <laughs> hey, Alex. Uh, Alex, there's, Alex has left because of how scared oh, he is of vampires. Dracula Claus. Yes? You are uh, on speakerphone in the, in the middle of an IHOP right now. <laughs> well, you... <laughs> Now, isn't that a coincidence? Because you're on speakerphone in the middle of a podcast. Oh, oh, oh. Into the microphone. That's fun. That's scary. It's fun and scary. That's my whole thing. I'm Dracula Claus. <laughs> Do you have to say your name every, like, two minutes, Dracula Claus? I don't have to, but I have to reiterate it anytime somebody says something that is particularly on brand. Every time someone new tunes in. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, we'll let you go, Dracula Claus. Thank you. Love you, Dracula Claus. Order me a rooty tooty fresh and fruity. I will see you later. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
This is Schrodinger's podcast. It's simultaneously the best podcast in total trash garbage. We have one more song. So, Jarvix, we've got one more song. The final song on the album is called Silent Night. I've never had one of those. I'm awake at night. All right, here we go. (laughs) I recognize these notes. Yeah, but one's a B. A B. There's a B. track <clears throat> pretty simple it's just kind of like an in tag mm-hmm. we've already had our our climax for the album it's i gotcha a nice way to send it out dc is very nice it's peaceful heavenly peace you might even say <laughs> you might say that of the Uh Gloria motif. Sure. Well, that's it. That was it. Oh, that's weird. The (laughs) genius... Oh, wait. The genius version has the lyrics. But that's the end of it? That was the end of it. I do kind of want to draw attention to, if you just, like, tweak the lyrics some, Silent Night does sort of become, like, a barbarian power metal song. Um, Go on. I just want... I just want to read a passage of it. Silent Night, Holy Night, Shepherds Quake at the Sight. Ooh. Uh, glories stream from heaven afar, <laughs> heavenly hosts sing hallelujah. Christ the Savior is born. You could put some metal stank on that. Silent night, holy ki- holy night, all is calm, all is bright. Round on virgin, mother and child, holy infant, king of men. <laughs> Just <laughs> wow. Yeah. Hey. Well, you know. Uh. Hey, we, y'all. We've made it through. We've done it. Let's send one of these bad boys to digital heaven. Jarvix. Yes. Which one of these songs would you like to send to digital heaven? Well, I mean, it has to be, has to be Gloria. Oh, yeah. Has to be that track nine that everything builds to. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's, it's one of a kind, like that particular track. I mean, that's kind of the whole reason I did the album. It's it, a good Christmas album, but then it's also like that happens and it kind of subverts everything. And it subverts I, everything by doing everything. By doing everything. And like I'm still not sure how I feel about it. 
like I like a lot of it and then I question a lot of it and it's just a wholly unique, like, you know, early nineties, like moment, like in music in general, because pop music at that time was really lost, hadn't really figured out what it was doing. And then of course mm-hmm. in Michael W. Smith's career, um, really, really kind of set a certain standard for a lot of things. And he hadn't really quite blown up yet either. And I, I find that really interesting. So it's just, it's a fascinating track for me. And I feel like it has to go to digital heaven. Good a reason as any. I would Sounds agree. Well, Gloria, welcome to digital heaven. Hallelujah to that. Praise that. I'll hallelujah <laughs> to that. <laughs> What do we do now? Well, it's time for final judgment. Oh, you want to you want to bring us into you want to bring us into that? Sure, I've always wanted to. <laughs> final judgment. Ho ho ho. So, Jarvix, you know the rating system. Out of 12 disciples, one of them's Judas. Do with that what you will. Uh, who, uh, who feels like going first? I will go first. Okay. Uh, I enjoyed all the arrangements. Uh, I thought that this was a, a musically beautiful. Um, you know, the, the guy's weedy Bart Simpson voice kind of ruined it for me. But, you know, I I will still say, I will give this album eight disciples, one Judas, and that Judas's name is Michael W. Smith's larynx. (laughs) Okay, very good, very good. I'll go next. Um, We sort of talked about how Christmas music is is definitely its own genre of music, and it doesn't just feel like regular music that happens to be about Christmas. And I feel like this album sort of captures that. And I feel like we sort of had uh, some comedic moments that felt like genuine Christmas moments with Dracula claws and each other today. Um, And I feel like that music, this music sort of facilitated that, especially with uh, first snowfall um, and others like the instrumentals were uh, sort of a stick out point for me. They were very, Sometimes they were peanuts. Sometimes they were uh, more contemporary Christmas film moments for me. A very polar express, perhaps. Uh, so I think I think he's doing something very purposeful and clever with his sound here. And uh, Gloria is uh, just a just an artifact of a song. Um, it. It's definitely not. It's definitely not a song I I'd describe as everyone's thing, but it's so just like it's a very what and how thing in a in a way that's so genuine and sincere because <laughs> he just kind of threw everything and went and sort of ko ken times ten with all of his previous <laughs> themes. And his previous bodies of work on on that song, uh, 
I've got to go with just because I'm feeling that Christmas spirit from this album. I've got to go with a uh, I'm going with a nine. No Judas. Very nice. Yeah. Wow. Jarvix, what are your thoughts? Well, actually, I think Heath uh, really articulated a lot of things very well. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Uh, a lot of that is really what I feel about that. I feel like the arrangements are really the big selling point for me. Um, they, they're very full and very, um, yeah, just full of Christmas spirit or just spirit in general because the spirit can also be, you know, part of that trinity. Like it feels inspired where a lot of Christmas music isn't necessarily – and one thing I, I will point out also is that I mentioned earlier, Michael W. Smith has done four Christmas albums and this is the first one. This is the only one that's like this. Really? Yeah. The rest the, of them are feel maybe pulled back compared to this. Well, the rest of them are like pop songs. The rest of them are like oh. party music kind of, he, mm. he does some arrangements to kind of keep that element in there and keep it from disappearing. But mm -hmm. like, he did one as recently as just a few years ago, and it was like a Cracker Barrel exclusive. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> and, interesting. And he got a bunch of country artists on there to like do guest spots. And he lives in Nashville, so it's easy to ah, do. Mm -hmm. That's what they make and, then. And then, you know, if you're a country artist, you know, it's a big selling point. If like, hey, I'm on a Christian musician's album, you know, because American values and yeah, they know who they, just, they know who their fans are. I mean, between that and like Cracker Barrel and like just, I mean, from album to album, you just see him get farther away from this here. And he sold I, out. I feel like he sold out a little bit, and uh, I feel like that's kind of the case altogether with his career. He kind of had a bump in the mid two thousands whenever he was doing the worship music, and kind of helped spawn that worship phase. Um, but like, if you listen to his recent stuff, it's, <sighs> I listened to some of his like album that came out like last year or this year. And some of it sounded like, you know, like Maroon five. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I mean, he was doing the auto tune and stuff and I was what? like, Oh man. Um, so like, I feel like this is a really special moment. You know, and I, I don't think he's necessarily sold out entirely across, you know, everything after this. I think he had his moments, but um, I, I point all that out just to say, like, you know, this is kind of a special album. Um, and in light of that, uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think it's interesting. I think something like Gloria is just like such an interesting concoction of like, like a perfect storm of like musical oddities just coming together and almost working. Um, maybe working depending on the listener. Um, I do hate the drums. Yeah. <laughs> There's no drums in the whole album. Oh, wow. And then it goes into this song and you finally have drums and it's literally like the most boring kick snare thing. Like it's practically programmed. Like it's a really waste of waste of drum I, <laughs> waste of good skins yeah yeah i mean i can understand simplifying some things to let other elements really uh, explode but the drums get on my nerves um his voice i feel i don't have such an ill like an ill reaction to it 
but I feel like it it really only works in certain contexts and orchestral choral music is not really that context. So I feel like he kind of ruined some of his own moments. <sighs> um, I'm feeling an eight. No Judas. Well, all right. Yeah, we kind of landed in the same places. Enjoying that. Tight grouping. Mm, a tight grouping. Yes. Um, Jarvix, uh, we're about to get out of here, but where can we find where can we find you online and how can we um, engage with Make Oklahoma Weirder? Oh, right on. Um, well, I'm Jarvix, uh, Evan Jarvix, if you need the first and last name. I don't know why you would. Jarvix is more memorable and more searchable. Um, my handle online is Jarvix Schmarvix. That's J-A-R-V-I-X-S-C-H-M-A-R-V-I-X. Um, and that's across the board on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, and that's how you can keep up with my music um, and where I perform and stuff. Uh, we're broadcasting this around Christmas. So January is about to hit. I've got some shows coming up. Um, at the time of this recording, I don't have them all locked down. Um, but I'll have some shows in the new year and I'll be working on some new material as well. So you can follow all that at Jarvix, um, make Oklahoma weirder, which is my platform for covering other people's music. Uh, at the time that you're listening to this, I am currently releasing something called the big 50, uh, which is something I've done for a couple of years. Um, I count down my top picks for local music, um, across the state. And I pick my top 10 singles, my top 20 EPs, and my top 20 LPs. And I uh, release those over the course of five days right in the middle of Christmas week, which is the last full week of the year. So uh, you can find that at MakeOklahomaWeirder.com. Get a feeling for kind of what's going on in the state. I can already tell you that there's going to be some hip-hop on there. There's going to be some pop music, some alternative rock um, some R and B, some metal, uh, there's all kinds of stuff. Hardcore music. Any ska on there? Uh, well, the, the big news, uh, was on my last, uh, big 50. Nice. Uh, the big news is a very good ska band here. Um, but they did not release anything this year. Mm. And so that leaves, there's a couple other bands, um, irrational consumers, uh, put some stuff out like just, recently um so it may or may not be in there i see and then there's another band called elephancy literally the letters l f n c love it but it's a play on words regarding elephants mm -hmm. and uh they released an ep earlier this year so possibly exciting possibly there may be ska i haven't decided yet okay Oh, I love ska music. Ho, ho, ho. Oh, everybody knows that Dracula Claus is on Team Horns. <laughs> it's all it's in all the it's in all the kids rhymes. Um, and if you want to follow Make Oklahoma Weirder, the uh, handle for that is Weirder OK. That's W-E-I-R-D-E-R-O-K -okay. on Instagram, uh, Facebook and Twitter. Um, and I also do that deli mic. Um at the deli in Norman the first Wednesday. You do have to be 21 or older. We get started around 10 o'clock, shows at 10.30. I usually do a couple songs, um, but if you want to follow that, um, I have a handle, Deli Mike, D-E-L-I-M-I-C. That's on Instagram and Facebook, but not Twitter. All right. 
Excellent. Well, I want to thank you so much for coming back. This was, um, you did not disappoint, um, <laughs> um, research wise Agreed. or any way wise. Well, I don't know why you. I put it that way, Thanks. but, um, thank you so much for coming. Uh, I also want to say thanks to Jill for sitting in on this episode. I want to say thanks to Dracula Claus. Thank you for having me. I also want to th say thanks to Alex. He was on here for a little bit before he got a little bit spooked and ran off. I want to say thanks to Adam. I know you're not here, but um, you'll, you'll come back and you'll you'll be on the you'll host the show. You'll co-host the show with us again. Um, if you, maybe maybe the number two spot if you're not afraid of freaking vampires. But uh, uh, I also want to say thank you to uh, Jarvix again for doing our intro. Oh yeah, yeah. You, uh, you. Uh, we're still playing your intro, yeah, and it's yeah, still for sure. Still so good. Uh, I want to say thank you to Molly Divine for the for the talking the walk stinger. Thank you to Wampus Reynolds for the Toon Talk stinger. Thank you to Cameron Brewer for our outro song Holy Ghost Right. Thank you to Good Clash Media for being the president's hot papa. Ho ho ho. And. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna get out of here with the same tagline that we always use to uh, close out this show. Uh, Dracula Claus, you're a longtime listener, first time guest. Um, do you wanna do you wanna take us out of here? The same way we always do it. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, I, what I like about your catchphrase is that it pertains directly to me because I, it is, as we all know, silent bite, holy bite. All is calm, all is bite. <laughs>